Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Are you in a crazy-making relationship? Feel anxious, angry, and unsafe? Welcome to Save Your Sanity. Insight, skills, strategies, and inspiration for emerging empowered from toxic relationships and breaking the bonds of emotional abuse. Keep listening. We'll figure a few things out. You know, emotional abuse kind of sneaks up on you. It's not something you're expecting, and you you hear it. It may startle you, but then often you start thinking, oh, is there some truth to that? And you start working on yourself, which is not a bad thing to do. And then you stop realizing where it's coming from, and you start thinking, it's your fault. So in this episode, I wanted to really point out 10, and again, that's 10 of many, many, many more ways that you can become used to emotional abuse. And yes, of course, you have to pick your battles. I understand that. You can't be arguing about everything. But I want these 10 things to really stand out for you to say, have I, has this become the fabric of the relationship? Has this emotional abuse become so much a part of the fabric that I no longer am reacting to it? And maybe I ought to upgrade that. Maybe I should be thinking more about, that's really not okay. That's really, really not okay. And I have been giving them a pass or just shrugging my shoulders and saying, well, that's who they are. And maybe it's time to look at these 10 things very specifically. And remember, too, if you had these things in your childhood, in the home that you grew up in, you're really not going to see them as really big deals when you find it in a partnership relationship, because it's part of the fabric of who you are. And that's sad. I absolutely agree. But it also doesn't have to remain that way. You can change. You can see it differently. You can say no. You can say, not on my watch. And sure, maybe you can't say it today or tomorrow, but you can create a plan to say it and act on it and know that you can do it. But the first thing is to be aware that it's actually happening. And that's key. So there's 10 things, and some of them, of course, they'll be obvious to you. But others, they kind of get under the radar. They kind of get, I don't know, they almost seem to be routinized They've become the routine of the relationship. There's nothing normal about it, so I won't use those words, but they've become part of the routine of the relationship, and you might think of it in that context. So let's just go through the 10 of them and see what stands out for you. 
see what maybe you can note that. Yeah, I've forgotten about that one. That happens frequently. I've kind of given up on it. But you want to make a note of that because you don't want to be allowing yourself to forget in how many ways you're being abused. I know people don't like to say that. They don't like to say, I am being abused. But that's the moment when you can do something. That's the moment of action. That's the moment of inspiration when you say, I am being abused and I don't want to be abused another moment. And I will not allow it. And I will not allow it as a model for my children. And I'm sure that you would join me in that thought. So let's look at these 10 things because, as I said, some of them may be more obvious to you than others, but none of them are okay. Emotional abuse is not okay. You have to be very clear about that. It's not, oh, well, it's just emotional abuse. No, emotional abuse is like somebody subjecting you to 10,000 paper cuts a day. It hurts. It bleeds. It stings. You don't want any of it. And it's unfair. So let's notice those. So the first one is that you will be accused of cheating or endeavoring to attract someone's attention or even threatening that you're doing it. And if you do it, there's going to be hell to pay or a divorce in the offing. Now, how many times has that happened? <clears throat> I was working with a client not long ago, and she was someone I knew well. She had a new love, and it was at that stage where hardly could keep their hands off each other, right? And so she was telling me, she said, you know, we were in the grocery store, and he said, I bend over to get something off a low shelf. And he said this, it was really confusing. He said, you bent over to attract attention so other people would look at your butt. Whoops, big red flag. Really? Really? Now she was in the love bombing phase. So she thought, oh, isn't that cute? He just wants me all to himself. Wasn't that many months before that relationship showed itself off as the emotionally abusive relationship it was because he wanted her to change the way she dressed. He wanted her to change the way she walked. He wanted her to buy a tighter bra that would not let her move when she moved. There were all kinds of things that came after that, but they were all abusive. So number one is if there are threats or accusations of cheating or trying to attract the attention of the other person in the room for whatever reason, but it's a constant. You're doing that to get attention. 
you're doing that so that someone will notice you and be attracted to you. And in the beginning, like I said, with my client, it was kind of like, oh, this it kind of feels good. Wants me all to himself. Wants me to be, you know, just his alone. And he's noticing. But it wasn't very long, as I said, before that became very, very, very old. Unfortunately, she saw it soon. Now, number two is criticizing and fault-finding. I talk about fault-finding all the time, so that's not going to be a surprise to you because if a person, a hijackal, a narcissist, any of these people we talk about, a person like that cannot tolerate equality. You may have heard me talk about that before. There is no possible way that a hijackal is going to allow for there to be equality. So in that case, somebody has to be wrong or less than or not as good as. Somebody has to be. Now on a good day, it may get very close. It may get feel like, it's okay, we're good. But if something happens that the hijackal feels a little less than, Oh, you're going to get it. You're going to hear the verbal abuse. You're going to hear the emotional abuse. All because the hijackal feels threatened. He didn't do anything. He didn't say anything. He didn't do anything to them. All of a sudden, they feel that you might be approaching equality. And we're not having any of that. So therefore... We've got to pull out the criticisms. We've got to pull out the making wrong. We've got to pull out the fault finding. And after a while, as I said, these are things you may become used to. You know, yes, you don't hear it anymore. It's just noise, gums flapping, hopefully. But is it still touching your heart? Is it still running there? Is your heart still bruised and hurting from it? Because that's emotional abuse. And you need to see that. Emotional abuse is wrong on every level. It can't continue. It, obviously, it can continue. You can go on forever being abused, if you like. But at least if you're listening to Save Your Sanity, you will know that um, that's the case. You're being abused and you're making choices about it, so you can deal with that. If you think that you need help doing that, go over to relationshipprograms.com and just look at all the books and ebooks and courses I've written over there, relationshipprograms.com, and that'll help you get reminded that there is a world in which healthy people live that is based on equality, reciprocity, and mutuality. And if you're not living in that world because you're living with a partner who is not a healthier human, remember I divide the world into healthier humans and hijackal humans in this case, then you have to notice that you have to demand 
healthier human behavior. And if it's not forthcoming, you may have to leave in order to find it. So we have being accused of cheating or of trying to attract someone. And then we have this fault finding and criticizing. And it's constant. It can be something small. Let you know that you're not good enough. Let you know that you didn't do something well enough. Let you know that you forgot to do something. Or you didn't do it the way they would like you to. Or it can be something really persistent and large. Like you are having an affair. I know you're having an affair. And it's not going to happen under my watch. And it can turn into a threat. And that is emotional abuse again. I was talking with a client today. <laughs> and I said, have you ever called the police on this person? And like most of my clients, he said, no. And I said, well, in the face of that particular threat, why did you not call the police? Oh, well, I don't want them to lose their job. I don't want them to be embarrassed. I don't want them to be angry at me. Lots of reasons, but they're not good ones. You call the police when you feel unsafe. One of the people I spoke to today had tried to get a man she was seeing out of her house, told him to go, broke up with him, told him to leave, and he would not leave. Call the police. You don't have to have people in your house that you don't want there. I said to her, do you realize that you can call and say, I've asked this person to leave three times. They will not leave. Please come and remove this person from my house. And she didn't know that she had the right to do that. She didn't think that was serious enough. She didn't think that that was a real threat, but it is. It is. So it's important for us. If somebody is criticizing and fault-finding, and then you want them out of your house, get them out of your house. You have a right to do that. Yeah, it gets trickier if you own the house together. Both names are on the title. I help people with that kind of stuff all the time. You can figure it out. We can figure it out. But if you're hearing things like you are not good enough, you don't do anything well, you don't do anything on a timely manner, you are just criticized, 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 put down and worn down. <clears throat> that is emotional abuse. And we say a big no to emotional abuse. So the third one is isolating. Now, this may be one that you haven't thought about as much as some of the others. When you're madly in love, read Love Palming uh, with somebody, and they want to start fresh with you. Remember, hijackals are the start fresh kings and queens of the world. They don't want to be accountable for anything that has happened. So they always want a fresh start. Fresh start. Let's forget everything and fresh start. So one of the things they like to do is to convince you, usually a little romance thrown in, you know, let's move far away where we know no one. 
or just move out on the farm next to my family. Any way to get you isolated, any way to get you isolated without your support network, without people to come and help you, without people to drop by and make sure you're okay. Watch for that. That's emotional abuse. They don't want you to have healthy relationships that are sustaining to you. And they want you to become totally dependent on them. And if they have a hijackal family, their family will want that too. And it sounds all romantic and nice in the beginning. We'll, you know, we'll build a house. We'll get off the grid. I know I always use that example, but you know, we'll get off the grid. We'll make our own food. The children will have a natural upbringing. It'll be fabulous. Then you move out there, and pretty soon one car dies and it's yours. Does it ever get fixed? No. You become a hostage to the land or to whatever pipe dream you two have had the big fresh start so that it can be so exciting. Have you thought of that? Has that happened in your relationship? That you now have emotional abuse that you've gotten used to, right? You need to get out of those places. Just because you got into them doesn't mean you can't raise your head and say, I want out of them. I don't like living here. I want us to have, you know, paint another wonderful fresh start yourself and say, let's, you know, let's move somewhere else and see what happens. At least it's a beginning. It's any, another way to find out if there's any equality in the relationship. See if that's the case. See how that can work for you. So we have that isolating. They love to do. They love to do. They want to make you dependent on them emotionally. And that's where we get the trauma bonding. Is the person who hurts you, the hijackal, wants you to be so isolated that in order to be comforted after they hurt you, that you have to come to them. And that's why the silent treatment turns into something that you're, <coughs> you're apologizing for things you never did. <coughs> <coughs> Ever had that happen? It just gets so worn out with the silent treatment that you end up apologizing for things that never you never did. You couple that with isolation, you cut a terrible stew. You really do. So it becomes important to see that you can get used to isolation. And you can start getting used to thinking that you and your partner have some kind of wonderful bond because it's a trauma bond. I've done episodes about it. Just go and look. And by the way, if you don't like looking through absolutely everywhere on Spotify or wherever you like to get podcasts, just go to Save Your Sanity Podcasts. And it, my... Episodes are all there, 
and you can um, find them through their descriptions, and they're all searchable. So go to SaveYourSanityPodcast.com. Okay, number four. I think we all agree that this one is pretty common. However, the fact that you get used to it is the sad part. And number four in the emotional abuse category is lying. They lie about little things. They lie about big things. They lie about things that don't matter. They lie about things that do matter. And they don't care. Because the idea hijackle has is, I need to be right and win in the moment. That's all that matters to them. To be right and to win in the moment. And that's an issue. Thank you. Excuse me, coughing and sneezing can't be many more tricks in my my sleeve tonight. So start thinking about the lying. How pervasive is it? Can you trust a word that comes out of their mouth? Do you trust a word? Do you still trust words that come out of their mouth? Do you still believe them? Are you still hooked on a hope? that they're going to tell you the truth. Now, I've done several episodes on getting away from being hooked on hope. Make sure that you look at them, listen to them, because it's a way, being hooked on hope is a way of avoiding. It's a kind of denial. It's so important for you to realize that you're being lied to a lot in small ways and large ways, about big things that matter, about small things that don't matter, because they don't have any respect for you. And without any respect for you, what have you got? How can you respect them? They're lying to you. And they demonstrate they don't respect you because they lie to you. So really requires figuring this all out. And deciding, what are you going to do? What are you actually going to do? What steps are you going to take? Now, I've said before, not everybody is in a position to just leave. I understand that completely. But steps, steps are important. Truly, truly important. So let's look at number five of these ten, which is... regularly discounting, dismissing you. They're very dismissive of your needs, dismissive of your opinions, dismissive of your requests, dismissive of you in general, almost as though you don't matter, right? Can you think of an example of when that has occurred? I bet you can. I bet it happened today. They don't care. They don't care what you want. They don't care what you need. And if you ask for it, they care less. Because now you've shown them it's important to them, they'll be even more blasé about it. Have you noticed that? So that's why we don't give them fodder. We don't tell them what bothers us. Because... That's handing them our vulnerabilities. 
you've had that experience, right? Where you all of a sudden the hijackle in your life, uh, you seem to be having a, a nice moment. You seem to be having a come closer moment. You seem to be having a minute where uh, you feel like you might even have a little bit of love. And it's so unusual and so much what you've waited for that you're delighted. And what's your natural response? And I am not making you wrong in any way. Your natural response is, oh, my gosh, I've waited for this for so long. It's so wonderful. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what's going on in my mind and my heart and what I need. And little do you know that all they're doing is gathering information to weaponize against you. And then you find out later. That's emotional abuse. It's emotional abuse. You need to see the patterns, see the cycles. This is what they do. And watch for the ones that you've already gotten used to. Because they're, they need to be taken into account as well. And lying is one of them. You know, if they lie to you, they lie to others. If they lie to others, who knows the truth? Who knows the truth? You know, there are people that you may know as a result of knowing a hijackle that you don't even know their real names. It's true. You know, everything is up for grabs when you've been a with a hijackle for a while as a partner. And it's very, very important to see that these things you've gotten used to need to be brought into the daylight and brushed off and seen clearly for what they are. And this last one I mentioned, the discounting and the dismissing, the you-don't-matter stuff, that's huge. That's huge. And you may have accommodated by Oh, well, I didn't really need it. I guess I can get along without it. Well, it would be nice to have my opinion considered, but I guess it's not a, not a big deal. It is a big deal. It is a big deal. Partnerships are equal. You know, how many times have I said it? Equality, reciprocity, mutuality. The three must-haves of a healthy adult relationship. If they're not there, you do not have a healthy relationship. When you are with the hijackal, those three are not there. They will not be there. They will not get there. They will not come there. They will not grow there. So stop expecting it. Hijackals are never going to do those three things. So yeah. Realizing the reality is that you have to move away at whatever speed you can and begin emotionally. Very important. All right, let's look at number six. That is that <clears throat> goes along with the being dismissed, eroding your self-esteem, always eroding your self-esteem. 
body shaming. You know, it's the craziest thing, isn't it? You just think about it. A woman is pregnant, and everybody tells her how beautiful she looks, and everybody wants to touch her stomach, and, oh, it's all wonderful. And then, what, six months after she has the baby, some hijackal is saying to her, well, you better get to the gym, hadn't you? What, what, what's up with all that extra skin? Why haven't you lost the weight? Have we forgotten the joy of the baby, the creation of the baby, the space we created for the baby? It's crazy. It's crazy. And yet, we've gotten used to it. We kind of think that, oh, people are supposed to leap off the delivery table and start doing Pilates right away. Crazy. Crazy. Women are supposed to nurture themselves and their babies, take good care of themselves, not get out there and get in shape immediately because maybe they're not a perfect paragon of virtue that some partner wanted. No, 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 absolutely not. So eroding your self-esteem is one of those Emotional abuses become in tiny pieces sometimes. You know, like, hmm, couldn't be bothered to brush your hair today. You know, it can be something like that. It can be something huge. But it is that erosion constantly. You know what? Chinese water torture will, in fact, kill you. And it's just one drop of water at a time on your scalp. Well, imagine what one horrible thing is said to you every day does to your soul. It erodes who you are. And at least, please, learn to negate those things when they're said. Well, I just had the most wonderful baby, and when the time is right, I'm sure my body and I will come back to being our next best phase. Don't take it on. Just don't take it on board. It's easy to, to overlook it and to sort of normalize it. Think, oh, well, yeah, that's the culture. That's the way it is. Beautiful, um, slim, perfect. No, don't do that. Don't buy into that. And don't have some emotional abuser who's now jealous of you having a baby because now that's competition. It's competition. The person had you all to themselves. Now they have to share you with the baby. They don't like that. It's competition. So they find ways to dig and poke and prod and provoke. And that's horrible. But it's emotional abuse. See it for what it is. And number seven, <clears throat> only their solutions are acceptable. Have you noticed that? That only their solutions are acceptable. Not yours. What you want, what you need, what you prefer. Mm -mm. Only their solutions. 
and you better agree with them. And they, they'll threaten, they'll make things difficult. But it is that my way or the highway. That's the way it is. And that is something that you cannot get used to. You cannot afford to get used to because it'll erode your whole life. You know, you're a you're a thinking adult. You have you have dreams, you have aspirations, you have plans, you have things you you look forward to doing or creating or becoming. Don't let some hijackle take all of those away because now you think that you should be used to being worn down, torn down, and put down. Mm -mm. Notice it and say no. You don't have to move a muscle. You don't have to make an ugly face. You don't have to do anything except when you hear it to say, I am not taking that emotional abuse on board at all. I absolutely am not. Then you can say whatever else you want in your head, but say that part, okay? Because this is not all right. Now move on to number eight. Making unrealistic demands. They always want more. They always want to be right. They always want you to give in. And they always want you to give over. So they make unrealistic demands. And they expect and demand that you go with them. And if you have just given up, which is, I have true understanding for why you may have given up. But I'm encouraging you today to get back up again. You know, there are ways. There are ways. If you want to be part of my Emerging Empowered membership group, come on over. We talk about this all the time in the forums and in my three times a month Ask Me Anything group call with members. Go to joinintoday.com and become part of the Emerging Empowered community because you may need a restart and there'll be people there who also need a restart and are willing to walk with you and talk about it and keep that idea alive because it's no good people making unrealistic demands and then making you wrong for not meeting their unrealistic demands. It's crazy-making. Everything about being with a hijackal is crazy-making. See it clearly. You're not crazy. The demands are crazy. The emotional abuse is crazy. And to see it again with fresh eyes from this episode can cause you to say, hmm, I've been putting up with some stuff about with I do not want to put up, and I'm not going to lose sight of it. Again, so don't forget their unrealistic demands do not require you leaping into a space to give them what they want. And number nine, they deny facts. 
Isn't that the most infuriating thing about them? They deny facts. You tell them something they said, something they wrote down, something they promised, and they'll tell you it never happened. Crazy making. He will, and you will tell them that yesterday they said the red was white, and they will tell you you don't listen. You will say to them, yesterday you wanted it this way, and they'll say, I've never said that in my life. That's crazy. You're crazy. And so we get into this denying facts. Facts. They can have a piece of paper with a court date on it. And they'll <laughs> you'll have the same piece of paper they have, and the court has it. When they look at it, they say, somebody must have changed mine. Poof. No, you're not that powerful. Nobody did that. But that's the way that they manage or try to manage. And it's important for you to see that this is emotional abuse. They change and deny facts. They hate facts. They hate, hate, hate facts because they cannot work around them. You know, I did an episode not long ago about why narcissists use emotions is because they can't use facts. You know, it's a good one to listen to because they they can't handle facts. And when you get into a, a place where you are so used to hearing that <clears throat> this person denied facts, that you just you know, shake your head and walk away, let's revive that conversation. Do you really want to be with somebody who cannot deal with a fact? No, you don't. And again, the caveat is, you know, you, t you, you leave in whatever way you can. You leave emotionally, you leave physically, you leave in whatever way you can. But you must at least consider moving away mentally from the crazy making and see it for what it is. I think that's one of the great values of the emerging empowered community is we talk about that kind of thing, seeing it for what it is. It's crazy making. Let's all agree and not forget that. So number 10, hijackle and their emotional abuse. They want to honestly expect you to have no needs and to put them first. They want you to have no needs, no opinions, no desires, no preferences, no goals, no aims, no dreams, only theirs. And only theirs count. And some of their dreams are simply to keep you squashed. And they're not high and mighty. They're not, not going to going to be um, doing something um, amazing for the scientific community and the world. They just want you to be small and crawling on your knees or to feel less than or to feel like you're lucky to have them. And they're expecting you to have no needs except to fulfill theirs. And that is horrible. 
It's horrible. I'm sure you can hear it just as I say it. That's unreasonable. It's crazy making. It, there's obviously no equality, reciprocity, or mutuality in it. But it's, it's how they really think. And I hope you think about that. It really is how they think. And knowing that, don't expect differently. But expect differently from yourself. That's really important. So that's why I wanted to bring these 10 things to you and to have you just revisit them. Are they uh, the things you've gotten used to and you're just not remembering them anymore? You have other fish to fry? That's probably true. But keep a journal. These things are not okay. They're not okay. And they're not okay for your children to see or learn either. So, you know what I say, and I really mean this. Until we meet again, take very good care of yourself because you're precious and you matter. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Savior Sanity Podcast today. I hope you've had some insights, ideas, and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with $1 or $5 each month, please do so at patreon.com slash sanity. Also, learn more about how to work with me via video conference, join my Emerging Empowered community, subscribe to this podcast, find my books, all by visiting EmergingEmpowered.com. Talk soon.